started doing season one. I'm Dr. Tamara Henry. My co-host will introduce the guests. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Ask the Girls Season 2. We have our moderators. We have Yasmin and Jaslyn. I'll let them introduce themselves. I'm Jacqueline. I go to Carl Albert Middle School. I'm Yasmin, and I'm 15 years old, and I go to Carl Albert High School. Excellent. Welcome back. So we're excited to dive right in. We have a lot of juicy topics. Today's verse comes from Romans chapter 12, verse 9 through 10, and it says, Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good and love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. My Bible verse is coming from Psalms 1 verse 2 chapter uh, 2. There is no holy as the Lord of there is known as neither is there any rock like our God. I think that means like there's no one in the world like God. And some people try to act like God because they think they're going to get into heaven. But really, you just got to have faith and believe in you're and believing and listening to God. And sometimes it might not like feel like you can't hear that voice, but he's still there with you all the way. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Powerful. And so, Yasmin, what, what did you think about that scripture that you read? Why did you choose it? I chose it because I think sometimes when we when we talk about love and all that, we really don't like, sometimes we really don't mean it. Like, I think sometimes we just say it because it's something to say. But like when it really gets hard and y'all like think, for instance, when we sin against God, he still loves us and his love doesn't change. And he even said himself that there's nothing that you can do to make him love you any less or any more. But when when we love each other, it's so easy for us to hold grudges and like love each other less. Or if somebody does something for us, then we love them a little bit more. Like we have conditional love, but God has unconditional love. So I think what this verse is telling us to do is it says love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. So we have to be genuine with it and raw. Amen. 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 Wow. So it's going to take you a while, Jasmine, to find your verse, or I this like. is just something that you like? Something that I like. Okay. All right. Okay. It is yay or nay time. Can I give a disclaimer? Sure. Jasmine and Jasmine, remember how we were laughing because her yay or nay was too easy? Mm-hmm. So she started working hard, harder on the yay or nay. Because before she was like, should I steal a candy bar or pay for it? You know, but now it's like, it's getting deep. So get ready, buck your little seatbelts up. For the intro, mysteries. So I'll start with yes. Yay or nay? Or what would you do? Your mom has finally agreed that you can date, but under strict conditions. You thought it would never happen, but this junior you met at the library a few months ago has asked you to a movie. You two meet occasionally in the library and have fun conversations about a lot of things you both are interested in. You're beginning to like him, sort of. Hakeem says there's a good Christian film he wants to see and is playing at his church next Saturday night, starting at 6. You are so excited, <laughs> Yasmin, but working hard not to show it. You play cool. 
But in the middle of the week, your father telephones and asks that you spend the entire weekend with him because he will be going on a month-long business trip and won't be available for his regular visit. What do you do? Me, personally, I would go with my dad because he's not going to be there for a month. And I think all these other people that, like, uh, the dudes, they're going to be there so we can hang out another time. And plus, that will also test them because if if they get jealous from me or, like, get mad at me spending time with my family first, then that's a red flag. Wow. She knocked that out the ballpark. <laughs> y'all showing off. No, ask Jaslyn hers. Ask Jaslyn because y'all just showing off. That's good. That's That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, Jasmine. Tiffany has been your best friend all through elementary school. However, the minute she turned 12, two days after your 12th birthday, she started to act weird, strange. Like one minute she's cracking jokes and laughing, and the next minute she's sad, weeping, and complaining about her life. You don't know what to do. First, you think about talking with your mom, but you don't want your mother to break up the friendship and say you can't spend time with Tiffany anymore. You then think it might be best to talk with Tiffany's mom, who seems easy to talk to. Tiffany's mom is super busy as a corporate manager. That's her career. She works a lot, travels a lot, sleeps a lot, and has a lot of male friends who keep her busy. What should you do? I would probably talk to her mom because... Her mom is going to actually know what's going on because if I talk to my mom, she's just going to not know what's happening with her. And also her mom's like with her like through her whole life and maybe like something happened to her. But the reason she's like laughing one minute and crying another is because something probably a family member died. And that was like a close family member and she like needs hope or something. She can get a therapist if I tell her mom about it. Okay. Wow. Okay. You knocked right. it out the ballpark. I didn't <laughs> think, I didn't think, I said they're going to be stumped. That's good. Very good. All Eight. right. So next is if I were in their shoes. So your child is ex- experiencing church hurt and is no longer wanting anything to do with church, God, or Christianity. What do you do? Therese? Um, This is hard. What I would do, though, is I would probably take my child out of the like, I wouldn't take them back to the church where there was the church hurt. I would take them home. But what I would do is probably every weekend, make sure my kids go to like like a children's worship because some some churches have just like a children's worship service and it wouldn't be wherever the church hurt initially happened. But I would make it where the child develops a personal relationship with God and doesn't just associate church with God. But um, I would buy a children's Bible for the child each morning. I would have the child read a little bit from the Bible. We would discuss it. And then I would, on purpose, I would pick play dates and stuff where I would um, invite my child's friends where the child can have fun. And then each week, I would take them somewhere where they could fellowship with other young people 
where when I take them, I would also like kind of be there. But yeah, I, I don't know if that's probably not really a good answer, but that's kind of what I would do. What would you do, Tamara? I think what you suggest is good. I think the whole idea is to explain to the child that the church is made up of imperfect people and that you're going to run into problems. And just because these imperfect people have done something to hurt you or disappoint you, you still need to focus on God who is perfect. And I think what and whatever it was that upset my child, I would confront the person. So say, I don't know, uh, someone cursed the child out at church or whatever happened. I would go to brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so and I would say, you cursed my child out or you hit my child, whatever. And I would confront them because I want my child to know that I will take action. And then after that, we would be switching to a different congregation. You got anything, Jasmine? Well, like Cherie said, I'll find like who, who like made the child hurt and stuff. But at the same time, the reason I wouldn't switch church congregations is because the child also has to learn like Jesus set up set at the table with his betrayer. So the child actually has to learn that lesson too. Wow. And I think God sent that lesson so the child can learn it. Wow. Boy, these girls in the last few weeks, they <laughs> they have really upped it, stepped it up. Wow. She just sliced <laughs> my answer up, Tamara. <laughs> Powerful. Very good. That's yeah. exceptional. Very good, Jaslyn. All right. Next one. You are new. Okay. So first off, do y'all believe in crystal, crystals, evil eyes, sage, and talking to the ancestors? I don't believe in it. I know people use it, but yeah, it's it's around and it's yeah. people use it to counter counteract the power of God. Yeah, I think I say it's witchcraft. Yeah. I think that people try to use it as a because they don't they want the benefits of walking with god but they don't want to go through the struggle with it so i think they use that as a shortcut but in reality they're just sending themselves way back that's so true but in this one it says you are new in your walk with god out of nowhere one of your old friends hit you up on social media and they claim that they are giving advice and saying that you should get crystals, evil eyes, and sage for protection and for your walk with God. What do you do? I'm not doing that because that might be a way for you to connect with God, but also people have different ways to connect. I don't got to use a crystal or a sage. And how do you know that actually works? Yeah, exactly. Yep. And we don't have the same way to connect with God at all. Mm-hmm. She might connect with God with some sage and a, a crystal, but I could probably connect with God by reading the Bible, going to church, or praying every single day. We all have different ways to connect. Just listen to what Jason said. The ways that Jason listed as she connects with God is actually in the Bible. Yeah. None of that other stuff that they're talking about is in the Bible. And you can't go wrong if you stick with the Bible. Yeah. And sometimes even like, say, for example, you have a prayer that you pray to God, just like Jasmine said, you read the Bible, you pray. God may be literally answering your prayer. And then here you go introducing the witchcraft and it can actually block God from even answering your prayer because you're showing God you don't really trust him. You're trusting in these other things. Exactly. 
All right. Your friend is struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts. They claim that they tried God and claim that they think that God hates them and or he doesn't care about them. They are on the edge and they're about to give in. What do you do or tell them? Like I said in my scripture, sometimes you won't hear the voice of God, but you you just got to know that he's there. Like it says in the Bible, you got to keep faith in him and know that he's there with you. He might You might not be able to hear the voice, but it doesn't mean he's not there for you. doesn't mean like he won't listen to you and answer your prayers and everything that you're doing. Because life might be hard right now, but it will get better soon. Amen. 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 Also, uh, to back up on that, uh, this other the other day I watched this sermon about like voices and um sometimes so the Bible describes God's voice as like uh like water is is quiet but the enemy will put voices in our head that are so loud and we will literally entertain those voices at times because like the things that we take in like entertainment and music and all that they have a bigger impact on us than we think so when when we allow things like that and also like when we go when we are vulnerable in our times of like uh struggle and like hardships sometimes we go to people before we even go to god that's yeah true. and people and people will plant the wrong voice in our head that's true that's and true. and that will make it harder in our hardship so sometimes it's not god that's being quiet it's just us that is not listening very good point i think that's a great point God is always talking to us, but, you know, we we really got to listen to him. And there are so many different ways we can listen, right? Mm -hmm. What are some of the ways we can listen? Uh, By meditating on his word, going to him first before we go to anybody else. Yeah. Uh, Praying and also just being still because sometimes we just need to be still and just, like he said, just be still and know that he is God. Right. And also you actually got to listen to the voice and not just like hear the voice and then be like oh okay I'm, I'm gonna do that for like one day and then do do what's different the next <laughs> it's true okay. Okay. it's true yeah there are a lot of different ways he communicates we just have to be listen like Jasmine said open, for one thing open to it yes uh that's all I had on um uh, if I that's, were in their shoes that's excellent Movie mm-hmm. tomorrow. When I wake up in my own pink world, I get up out of bed and wave to my homegirls. Hey, Bobby, hey, she's so cool, all dolled up, just playing chess by the pool. Come on, we got important things to do. It's her and her and me and you. And pink goes with everything. Beautiful from head to toe. I'm ready to go. You know, you know, it's pink. Good enough to dream. We like other colors. So today we're going to be doing Barbie. Is a big old land. With women that are powerful and everything. Not saying that we're not powerful. We are. We just don't show the power. So my first question is, why do you think Barbie had to go to the real world? Um, When she started to have, well, Barbie Land was perfect, as you described. And then she started to have thoughts of death and realized they weren't her thoughts. They were 
a human's thought who had been playing with her as a doll. So she, you know, had to go into the real world. It it would if she did if she were to not go into the real world, basically Barbie Land, all of the Barbies would start experiencing decay and like and start not being able to function. And also the Barbies, they turned into where they were working for men. Yeah. Uh, my second question is, do you think men should act like this in the real world? And why? It, like in the Barbie land, the original initially? Like when they were like all acting like they ruled everything. Oh, no. <laughs> it was so ridiculous when Ken was, had, the Kens ruled everything. There was no order. And you, you can't really function when you don't allow everyone to operate in their gift. I mean, even now you have men and women doing different things, a little bit more equality than you saw in Ken's world. Ken's world was definitely all play all day, only men only. Uh, it was kind of like a big frat house <laughs> um, and it would not have lasted very long. So my next question is, why do you think messed up Barbie was like called having send real Barbie to the real world? Uh, why? Why did ugly Barbie send Barbie to the real world? The real world, okay. I actually, I really liked that scene. I thought it was really funny, and I think ugly Barbie really wanted the best for stereotypical Barbie. And it's true. I think a someone who really cares is gonna say, "No, you're gonna make the right decision." You know, when she asked Barbie, Barbie's like, "I oh, well, I'll just stay how things are." And, and ugly Barbie tells her, "No, you have to go back." And repair the rift between Barbie land and the human's world because it would benefit other people. I think ugly Barbie made, her, made stereotypical Barbie think of all the Barbies, not just herself, that if she goes back, if she goes to the human world, she would save Barbie land for all the Barbies. My next question is, why do you think the Barbies called her weird Barbie? You think, do you think they should have done that? Because in the end, she actually helped them and got the Barbies to see that they're not working for men and actually helped the real Barbie find out if she should stay in the real world. Yeah, Ugly Barbie was more for real than all the other Barbies, really. I mean, she even had a map of the place. She knew, like you said, she knew how to reclaim Barbie land when Ken, when the Kens took over. And that's true in life is that sometimes when people don't fit in, we think that they're they're irrelevant, but she actually, uh, Ugly Barbie had the key, the strategy to help the Barbies reclaim their lives. I liked Ugly Barbie, you know, and I kind of felt bad because I, I remember doing that to not a Barbie, but a cabbage patch. I would put lotion on her, but then I forgot to rub the lotion in and the lotion, you know, so it had green dots on its face. And then I cut the hair and so I was kind of thinking about my ugly cabbage patch when the ugly Barbie was talking but yeah okay my next question Ken was bad and stuff but do you think Barbie should have like figured out why because like when she figured out why he was actually bad and like acting that way she actually felt bad because he just wanted to date her yeah it kind of shocked me too because he was he was awful and then you find out he just liked her and he was like you never gave me any attention like ken always wanted to like go on a date you know or, or see barbie or have barbie for himself yeah it was kind of sad 
That's all he wanted. And Barbie, even in the end, still was not interested in just dating Ken. <laughs> she told Ken to find himself and find his own identity. So that's like the end of my questions. But what I'm going to wrap it up for like the movie, what Barbie really says is like, you got to take power in your own self and tell yourself that you're good enough and yeah. stuff. Like there can't be like a person that like tells you one thing and you believe it. Because like, if somebody went up to God and said, "Oh, I don't like you," then what if he had? If he would have took it that way, he that would have not been good, right? Right. He literally, but he didn't. He literally sat at the table with one of his betrayers and ate food with him. Yeah. And after that, he literally got betrayed by the same person. Yeah. So you really just gotta not. I'm not saying don't listen to people. I'm saying, like, you got to find your own self. Don't be, like, trying to fit in with a group. Don't be trying to, like, fit in with the popular kids because you want to be popular. Don't act like Kim because you want to date a popular girl. (laughs) And just really be yourself. And next, we're going on to Yasmin. That was excellent. Very good. So So today's topic is racism. Um, Racism is a loud but quiet topic it's a topic that needs to be discussed that is always swept under the rug my my experience with racism is weird but like disturbing so first off there's people that will proclaim that they're children of god but then call you the n-word in the same sentence yeah and and you see it a lot here you see it a lot everywhere but where i'm currently at in oklahoma you see it a lot especially in the south like they will they will claim that they're followers and they have god first in their instagram bios and all this other stuff but when you see them in real life or in that school or just like out in public they don't have that child of god mannerism they don't have they don't have that like loving aura or whatever and so i think that first of all that's disturbing and that also putting god in a bad light because people are often some I heard this one saying, it was, sometimes you'll be the only Bible somebody reads. Yeah. So, so when I, when I see people do that, I think that's, that's just disgusting. And also that's very foul, but, um. It's misleading, wouldn't you say? Because it's contrary to what God is saying in his word. Mm -hmm. The good thing about it is that you can counter that by living it. All these people won't live it, but you are living it. Mm -hmm. And um, also, we're still talking about racism, but I think that some of these people that are doing all this are either lukewarm. They think just because they say they slap a title on themselves and call them Christian that they're just immediately going to heaven. What I'm saying is, say for instance, Jasmine, you can't just call her a fish and she'll turn into a fish. You can't call yourself something and just be something. Like you have to, <laughs> Christianity is a whole transition. It's not just a title that you give yourself. Christianity is a transformation. Like if you're calling yourself Christian and you're the same person you was last year, then there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with God, but it's probably something wrong with you. And also, we literally have us as children of God. They call themselves children of God, but they might have that thought, like that mindset of, well, they're, they did me wrong or something. But like at the end of the day, we have to love our enemies. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 through 47, it says, You have heard that it was said, love your, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. 
But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. So what does it mean to be perfect? I think that it means that to make sure. So first, don't be hypocritical. Like, make sure that before you try to come and correct somebody else that you have your stuff together. Have humility, treat others and everybody, including your enemies. Treat them as friends and family and love on them. And just have have that change of heart, like the change of heart that God gave you when you give your life to him and do your best to maintain it. When we're talking about being perfect, you're not like going to always do everything right. You're not going to have everything strong. You're not going to be like, oh, I got to get this right. I got to have everything done. You're not going to be like that. But also you need to make yourself realize, oh, yeah, I messed up here. What can I do next time to fix that mess up? Or what can I do to get me out of this funk or whatever I'm in and get my to the right place and get into the right mind and stuff? Because you're not always going to have your life perfect there's gonna be some mess ups some mishaps but it's not gonna be where oh flowers and rainbows <laughs> i just think for both of you ladies this discussion is so powerful and when you talk about race i was thinking about in addition to everything you're saying that you know the bible says it's first peter three sixteen. it says having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in christ so yet people use the name of god and then call you the n-word but you live as you said like Christ, striving to be like Christ. And then those who try to speak evil of you are ashamed. But the thing I was really, I just wanted to read that scripture, but the thing I wanted to ask both of you, both Jaslyn and Yasmin, the thing that hit me was this. You know, going through school that if a guy, let's just say it's a guy, if he's always talking about what you're wearing, if he's always talking about your hair, if there's a particular guy, you got 300 kids in the school, but he always talking about what you got on. Doesn't that mean he's watching you? And mm-hmm. so if I am someone you're not interested in, you wouldn't be looking at me. I wouldn't be looking at Jasmine shirt. Like if you are my, like in every little detail of what I do, it actually is reverse. You actually like me, but you may come off as, oh, you're this or you're that but the bottom line is that every day you make sure to talk to me so that's evidence that you are actually attracted to me but you're just trying to hide it okay by the same token i look at racism the same way if you say that black people are nothing like as jaslyn said if we are monkeys do you think of monkeys every day you don't you don't you don't think of the zoo you don't think of animals you live your life because they are nothing so if you have to constantly talk about blacks think about blacks demean blacks if the if the if the whites in your school have to make sure that you know that you're not number one if they're going through all that effort to make you feel like you're not something you must be something they wouldn't have to tell you that you're that you're not something and and the evidence of it is that the more blacks are antagonized the better we do we become black quarterbacks we become, do we do well in swimming? You have the, the young lady who does gymnastics. It's like the, the, the more we are bullied and 
The more we are taunted, the better we do. And for me, that is the evidence that, that shows me that there's so much more than what the world has told us about what it takes to be great. And a lot of what is great is in us. It's in Black women and it's in Black men. And it's there's especially in you two because yeah. you know the Lord. Yeah, you all are And amazing. if you know the Lord, you know that all things are equal. So regardless of what people are telling you around you, know that because you know the Lord, because you know he's living in you, because you know he loves you, you can excel in anything you put your mind to. So you have to stay focused on him to stay away from all that negativity, you know, because that's the only thing they're trying to do is to keep you from excelling because they know that you can top them. Yeah. yeah they know that you can top them. They're jealous of something and they're trying to, to stamp that out. But I love the, the talk on race and you both raise such powerful points. So um, when you said that they tell you like uh, things like that because they know what you're capable of, it was this message I heard and it was like the enemy operates out of fear because every time we get attacked, every time we get a temptation, every time we get just a setback, because once we come to the light, everything is exposed and we now know him for who he is. Amen. Amen. And I feel like both of y'all, when you hit 18 and what you, when you see, cause both of y'all are amazing. When you see what you all become and you listen back to this podcast, you're going to understand why everyone who either attacked you or had something to say, you're going to know, oh, Satan was trying to stop me from doing this. Satan was trying to stop me from doing that. And now I'm this and now I'm that. It's going to blow your mind. God always will blow your mind. And don't let anyone tell you what you can't do. Yeah. Don't let anyone tell you what you can't do. If you have it in your mind, you pray about it, God can help you achieve anything. But also if like somebody has to tell you something that you're that if they gotta tell you something and they gotta say, Oh, you're not good at this, so you should just stop. Then at that point you shouldn't really listen because if you gotta come up to my face and tell me something, then that means I'm actually good at it because you would have never even said nothing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That's good, y'all. That's good, ladies. Listeners, I hope you have been taking notes because it was rapid fire from gay today to if I were in their shoes to the discussion on race, the discussion on the Barbie movie. Loved it. This season two is so promising. And with that, we say live in victory. 